0: Good afternoon and welcome to the David and David on real estate podcast and we are today on episode number 35. Wow.
1: Well today is a very very special episode. We've been looking forward to this one for a long time because we've got a very special guest on. Virginia, welcome to our our podcast. It's really fabulous for you to be with us and, and we've been so excited to get this one Going and recorded, and because we know it's going to be the best one we've had so far,
0: and (laughs) everybody's going to want to watch
2: it. No pressure.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Virginia, welcome. Um, Tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Oh, gosh. Where do I start? You know, I just celebrated 25 plus years as a licensed realtor in Canada. Uh, 30, 30 years of 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 serving uh, our industry in in different capacities. Uh, I've always lived and worked in uh, in the residential real estate space with uh, my husband Wayne. We started in the Lauren Park office at Royal Page Real Estate Services, and as we started to grow our family in Oakville, it kind of took us in a different direction. So we moved out to the Oakville uh, community and have been serving uh, communities here, you know, since then. But you know, our, 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 business has evolved quite a bit, you know, starting as individual realtor, Wayne joins, we have a small team, we grow a team, we grow a business. Now there's a difference between growing a team and growing a business. Um, and then the buzz conference takes place, right? So we've been doing conferences now just a little over 10 years, um, evolving as well, just like our industry. Uh, and, uh, we just, we just love bringing people together to uh, network and share and learn from each other. I believe uh, our Canadian real estate industry has definitely evolved over for sure the past decade. So our role at the buzz conference is to bring those conversation to the forefront of, of the stages so that people like yourselves um, intertwined with realtors, associations, CEOs, um, brokerages, real estate boards, uh, brings you know just brings us to uh, a better place to, to learn uh, so that we can serve our communities
1: and clients better well Virginia you know let's get right back into the buzz conference for a second we want to go back talk a little bit more about your history and everything and your background in a minute or a few minutes because that's really important to us too but we're so excited to be part of the buzz conference this year and and for anybody watching or listening to this today's March 16th and the buzz conference is on March 31st so it's just two weeks away long time coming, we're as excited as you are, I think that we're actually gonna have this event. So, you know, let, let me, let's talk about that a little bit. Like how did that come about? Like the origins of the buzz comment to, and your involvement with that. And then yeah. how we get to March 31st when this was supposed to happen in well, January.
2: I, I feel like I've been organizing this particular live event for years because we postpone <laughs> it a, a number of times. Um, but it's interesting. I, you know, I first met Jonathan during, I believe, our first virtual event. And it's just been an ongoing relationship building process with Jonas, Jonathan, yourself, and now the introduction to, you know, David and other other people that you uh, work with. I think Brett Starkman is going to be on your panel in uh, right. on, on March the 31st. But you know, we, we've been literally doing the Buzz Conference, but different names uh, throughout Canada, probably for around 10, 11 years. So the, the name has evolved, always have different organizing committees, um, you know, different volunteers, different ambassadors, different sponsors and speakers, anywhere from the strategic partner to the brokerage the real estate board level, but we've got the great support of AREA, the Ontario Real Estate Association, CREA, the Canadian Real Estate Association, uh, Mississauga Real Estate Board, the Toronto Real Estate Board, the Barrie Real Estate Board. This is really important when you've got a great um, attraction to these amazing people in our industry. Having Corman's a part of every, I, I think Jonathan has spoken at every single event, every single event. And I know that his brand, has also evolved at our events, more so because of his shoe collection, but (laughs) also because of his passion to serve clients in the legal process when buying and selling real estate. So we don't, you know, sometimes we handpick our people, but we love when we have Corman's a part of our event, because you guys are a great representation to legal standards uh, in our industry. And um, that's why every time you guys give us a call, we want to be a part of it. We just we just check you guys off
1: well i really appreciate that comment you know we, we try and 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 set a standard in the industry and i'm glad somebody appreciates it but we you know we also have our personal lives which is something that jonathan and the jonathan you're referring to just for anybody doesn't know is jonathan O'Cohen, cohen my partner at cormans and and what he emphasizes in, in everything that he does in social media is that i that he has a personal life too right and we all have personal lives and we and, and so do I, and so does David, so do you, Virginia, and we all, and I think we all share something, we all know how to play hard, and then work hard,
2: exactly, and, and
1: find that balance, I think that's important to us, and I could be as serious as they come, when it, when it comes to practicing law, and, and looking after my clients, but, you know, when I'm away from law, like, you know, I, I'm a different guy, you know, at, you know, there's office David, and there's away from office David, and, and it's time to, to party, it's time to play, it's time to be active and do sports. And I think that's an important thing for all of us. And I think some of that comes out in your buzz conferences, because when you have people on, oh, we're in our industry, but they're not just talking about their business and promoting their business, they're promoting lifestyles and other factors, right, that, that we have in common, or how they find a way to get through all the stresses. And that's one of the things that I've really found interesting about about the buzz. David, you've probably found the same thing.
0: Yeah. The the one speaker that really comes to mind is James in the city.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: and I, love I mean. James you know, he has such an amazing brand. And I mean, you know, the brand is built up in such a way that realtors are attracted to him, you know, they want to see what he's doing, and you know, what he's talking about, and what he's interested in. And, you know, we really promote this uh, idea as well to our realtors is, you know, be authentic, be Mm -hmm. yourself, be passionate, not only about what you do about real estate, but what you do outside of real estate, so that you can attract people that are equally as passionate about what you're passionate about, and and now you know real estate. Yes, that's you know that's the product that's you know what we love. That's what we want to go after. But there's a higher calling, and you know I had a conversation with one of my agents a couple of days ago, and and he went on a listing presentation, and uh, they started talking about motorcycles. Oh yeah, he said to me, David, like we talked was real estate and he signed the contract and he didn't even haggle me on the commission, but 90% of the conversation was about motorcycles. And I left that listing presentation feeling like I was just talking with a buddy, but you know, I earned so much commission and I closed the deal and and we didn't even talk about commission. And and when you can elevate your brand and and the conversation to that level and and the alignment is just that smooth, um, you know, magic happens.
2: I agree. And I think over the last two years, you know, during the pandemic, I think it allowed um, CEOs and presidents and, you know, corporate level uh, leaders out of their office and into the Zoom screen where they can reach more people. And it, it allowed them to, you know, lay, be a little bit more laid back without their suit and ties and, you know, their corporate look, just having conversations with people it kind of humanized our industry and um, allowed us to come a little bit closer together, I think. And, you know, when you talk about James in the city, whoever doesn't follow him should, he brings us into his life every single day. So it's kind of like a day in the life with, with James in the city. He brings us downtown Toronto. He brings us to a cafe, he brings us to a spa, to a restaurant, uh, you know, shopping at Louboutin, at Louboutin in, in Yorkville. So it's almost like we're, we're entering people's lives. And that's what I think the last two years has, has allowed us to do, even like having Jonathan in our Zoom screen share his Nike collection. Um, (laughs) When have we been able to do that ever in our past, right? So we have to thank Zoom for that, but also the fact that we've allowed it to happen. We've changed the narrative and the trajectory of our industry in where we want conversations to go. And that's what the Buzz Conference is. We've, We've become known as the conference that really recognizes and celebrates diversity and inclusion, belonging and equity. And we're really proud that we um, speak to everyone in our real estate industry, whether you're a leader, a realtor, a lawyer, a strategic partner, a prop tech, a team leader, a brokerage, a real estate board. we We are speaking with everyone and we allow everyone into our space to share and facilitate the passion that they have for this industry.
1: And Virginia, you really got your pulse on the industry. And I thought that's a fabulous comment in, in terms of you know, how, how the you know the COVID situation and us doing these Zoom conferences and Zoom webinars and things like that, how it changed us and relaxed us and sort of humanized us. I remember early on in COVID, I was involved in a panel that you know, was supposed to be a live event that ended up being a Zoom event. And there was a, you know, a head honcho, one of the top people from a, one of the major banks that was on it and a top hedge fund guy, right. a couple top real estate guys. And I'm there as a lawyer to comment on certain things. So I'm, my first Zoom panel like that, and I put on my jacket and a shirt and a tie sitting <laughs> in the same place I'm sitting right now. I'm in in my home office and I'm getting all dressed up. And then these guys come on and they're like at their cottage wearing T-shirts you know the head banker you know he's wearing a t-shirt and someone's wearing a golf shirt and I'm there in a suit and tie and I'm going like are they right or am I right <laughs> and, and, I, and I realized pretty fast that they're doing it the right way yeah. like it's what we say and what we do and, and not exactly what we look like and we can all relax a little bit and you know and it was a lesson learned for me and that was the last time you know like or a suit
2: yeah I call I'm it the Steve a sweater, job. but,
1: you know, who knows what, if I'm wearing sweatpants right now or real right. pants. Right. No. I call it the
2: Steve Jobs effect. You know, he was always, uh, you know, he's a leader in the prop tech uh, industry and always with a T-shirt and a pair of jeans and a pair of sneakers. Always felt comfortable in his own skin. Right. And, uh, you know, f- facilitated one of the greatest inventions um, of our time, if not if, uh, ever. Right. So he never wore a suit. I never saw Steve Jobs present Thing
0: in a suit never yeah yeah authenticity is the most important aspect in, in in anything you do right and people will get attracted to that a lot more than they're going to get attracted to you know a fancy suit and a tie if, if you don't do what you say you're going to do and you're not authentic and you don't come across the right way then no matter what you wear uh, people are not going to be able to relate right? I agree But I think the companies that really excelled during COVID are the companies that really figured out how to communicate um, with a lot of different groups of people, right, Mm -hmm. internally, externally. And, and, and you're right, Virginia, like Zoom basically, you know, really linked everybody together. And I remember at my brokerage, I mean, we almost started communicating with our realtors on an everyday basis, right? Right. Just to create that unity and, and to create that closeness um, when everybody was feeling so alone. Um, right. And so isolated in their homes, and we encouraged our realtors to be leaders in their community and reach out. You know, call your clients, ask them if they need anything, be there for them. You know, be that support system, and and it really worked. Those that you know embraced that concept and and followed through and and were leaders in their community did extremely well. Like we're doing our awards ceremony next week, and uh, you know the levels of awards and the level of earnings that we're seeing is just completely unprecedented. Mm -hmm. You know, the ones, the realtors that have really gone out there and worked hard and hustled um, have record earnings.
2: I agree. I agree. And, you know, you, you, you mentioned about speaking to all people when I take a look at the following of the buzz conference. So let's, let's take Instagram, for example, we have 10,000 followers. None of them are paid. They are real realtors that have logged in and chose to follow us for for their daily inspiration. But 64% of our followers are between the ages of, say, 24 and 44. So we have to look at that younger generation that's entering our business. We've seen a huge influx of new generation realtors enter real estate, and this this generation, they, they want to be connected with. They, they, they want to share. They want to learn. They, they're, they're big at networking and developing these crazy networks using social media. So realtors and or brokerages need to find a way to adapt and innovate to communicate with this future generation because they're not going to pick up the phone to call you. They're going to text you. They're going to you know, meet you on Zoom. They're going to DM you on Instagram. They're not even hardly any of them are on Facebook anymore, anymore, but this is the new generation and we can't discount them. Brokerages that are not speaking to this new generation or speaking with the the uh, generation that I- inclusivity, you know, in, um, diversity. If you're not speaking with everyone, you're leaving money on the table. So brokerages, associations, real estate boards, brokerages, have to remember to pay careful attention to their dialogue and communication. If they're not, people are just going to leave and go to a different brokerage. They want to feel a part of something. And we've been able to do that through the bus conference.
1: Well, I, I was thinking of that uh, too. And, and some of that applies to a, a law firm as well, which is why we have such a big social media presence now mm-hmm. and we're increasing and everything. Cause we're looking at that, at that too i'm part of that uh, that generation between 24 and 44 in, in spirit anyways <laughs> me too yeah so but i'm thinking of the buzz conference. we're only two weeks away and i'm thinking virginia is probably the biggest problem you have is that that you have a limited capacity because yeah. more people are going to want to attend this event than can actually attend in person am i am i right
2: We have a lot of people that want, uh, you know, a a recording or a live stream. Um, Unfortunately, with our venue, it's owned by the city of Mississauga. So we've got a lot of, you know, things we have to deal with there. This is a live event. We're not live streaming. This is not a Zoom. We're not recording it. Uh, We want people to actually come and experience what a live conference is. Uh, You know, there's a lot of things we have to deal with, too, that the mandate's being lifted, the passport's not uh, available. You know, do you have to be vaccinated? Uh, you know those those mandates were lifted by the federal and the provincial government but now we've got you know are the masks going to be necessary, are they going to be recommended, or are they going to be law, so we have to wait until the 21st and then also on the 23rd when uh, City of Mississauga uh, City Council holds the vote, and they will make a decision if masks will be mandatory, if not, then we can only recommend that masks be worn, but we will be recommending that regardless because I mean, I think they threw, they threw everything at us all at once. So we're dealing with a lot of different things. But what I love is when people reach out to us and they can't wait. They want to speak. They want to sponsor. They want to be a part of it. Uh, they're loving the vibe. They're sharing our event on social media. I know it's going to be a great event. You know, we're almost uh, at capacity. So whoever is uh, is hasn't gotten their tickets yet, uh, they should really uh, look at getting them today.
1: And, and the capacity, if I remember, is around
0: 1,200. Is, is that 1200. right?
2: Yeah, 1200 1, Twelve hundred. Virginia,
0: mm-hmm. can you remind all our listeners, what's the easiest way for them to obtain a ticket?
2: They can visit the City of Mississauga box office, the Living Arts box office, or they can click on the uh, first link on our Instagram page on our link tree. Again, the venue is owned by the City of Mississauga, so they own the database and everyone who is registering for this event. So anyone that registers there has a better chance of getting a ticket than calling me.
1: Okay beautiful okay and 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 people that are familiar to some extent about the buzz conference they know that you've got a whole bunch of fabulous speakers coming mm-hmm. like all day long there's these this great group of we speakers do. coming but then something brand new for this one never before done we're going to have a live live podcast generated right from the buzz conference
2: yep the david, david and david, david show on real
1: estate so we're so excited to do that, So and we'll be recording those podcasts and then, and then putting them out there as well. So that's a real exciting opportunity for us, and, and, and the people that we're going to be doing the podcast with will be some of the, the featured speakers that are there during the day as well. So it gives us a chance to ask them some other questions, things that, they, that, are, aren't, you know, that they're not covering in their, in their formal sessions.
2: Yeah, I love it. Yeah, we've never had a podcast before. So when Dave, when uh, Jonathan and I were discussing it, he came up with the idea and I'm like, let's do it. I think that would be a great uh, because the last two years specifically, the podcast has really taken a different level in, in our industry or in any industry. And I think that if you speak to, so you're going to be speaking to realtors, but you're also going to be speaking with the professionals in our industry so you're going to be catching, you know, uh, the attention of, 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 a wider audience. And I really love that about the David and David show.
0: Yeah. You know, David Corman has a wealth of, uh, of knowledge. And I mean, between him and I, I mean, we, you know, we encounter so many different issues, unique issues in the industry. And, uh, you know, we love talking about our experiences. And a lot of the times when we hit the record button, we blink and, and an hour has gone by and, you know, I love listening to David Corman's stories. And uh, the idea came, uh, you know, one day when uh, um, David Corman's office was uh, about to do a webinar and we had to cancel because uh, COVID came and I said, you know, our office benefits so much from, uh, from their insight, from their experience, from, from the storytelling, from the guidance. And, and I really wanted to bring that experience to the whole industry, not just to my office. Right. And that's how the David and David on real estate podcast was, was, was really uh, born. Um, we want to take that experience to everybody.
2: I love it.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: And, and, of and course, the whole idea are, when uh, we
1: started the podcast was, I think we started, we were in David's office. Actually, we filmed a, a little, like a five minute thing on, on something together uh, because we couldn't it was just the beginning of COVID and, and right. you know, to put it out there. And then we thought, okay, let's, we got to figure out a way to still do this and get the message across. And when we talked about doing a podcast, it wasn't just to talk about a you know legal issue or issues that come up for real estate agents, but it's also to, to talk about our respective businesses too. And right. you know, just small business owners, you know, trying to get by, trying to deal with our staff, trying to, you know, and, and as it happened for two years, you know, trying to get through COVID and hopefully we can stop talking about COVID soon but, yeah, right. but just relate to that. And I think that sort of fits in perfectly with what a lot of what you do at buzz. Cause I know that part of your mandate with speakers and everything, isn't to just self-promote is to talk to people about, you know, what they're doing and what their eyes, what's the next thing, the next thing in the industry and how, how people, other people can benefit from everybody else's experience.
2: It's about, um, it's about storytelling, right? I, I I don't believe there is a greater way to facilitate a topic than through experiences. I mean, we can, can, you know, have a lot of lip service, but unless we've experienced it, I don't want to hear it, right? So the majority of our speakers have those stories. And a lot, you know, yesterday I was having a great conversation with Matthew Regan. And when I started my career, I started my career with Matt's dad, Mr. Michael Regan who used Mm -hmm. to go to the office every morning to cold call at 7 o'clock a.m. And those were the days when we wore suits to the office, right? We had our briefcase, we had our, you know, our nice two-piece suit on. It was, it was a different time. And I find right now, when you look at this next generation realtor, that's kind of succession planning, taking over their, you know, their, their family business they're innovating with brand new strategies. And I look at what you guys are doing with your podcasts. You know, how, David, how, how long have you been in, in, in the law industry? How long have you been a lawyer?
1: Uh, almost 36 years.
2: Okay. Did you I ever keep track say, of
1: it? Cause my oldest son's going to be 36 in April. And well,
2: you only look, you only look 40, but did you ever Thank think you. at any time in your career, you would be starting a podcast? Did you ever think that would ever happen? Right? No. So what you're doing is you're taking that next step because you're actually speaking with this new generation realtor. This new generation realtor is stuck to podcasts. They're, they're listening to you guys for direction and information and knowledge. Um, and, and again, when I, you know, when I mentioned our, our followers, 64% is that younger generation, we still have 3.5% of our followers are 65 years plus. So that gets me excited because I'm thinking, wow, there's 65-year-olds on that are following us, 3.5% on our Instagram page. These are the ones who are still plugging away. They are innovating. They are excited about the industry. They want to learn from this younger generation. We can't discount this younger generation. They are doing some fabulous things, including the top 1%. I I love what our leaders are doing out there, especially the ones that are growing these mega teams. These are the type of people that attend the buzz conference. And these are the type of people that allow us to create um, topics and, uh, and, and communication for our our attendees and our and our followers and listeners
0: and inspire you know other people to follow in their footsteps right i mean exactly what's the best way of learning the best way of learning is you know being shown by somebody who's already done it and is successful at it
2: exactly exactly and that's through storytelling and yeah. The stories that Matthew Reagan and I spoke of, you know, yesterday about his dad. I mean, those are the best stories. We have a session at the Buzz, um, the legends of real estate. And, uh, you know, Loretta Finney's going to be on that panel. Ellie Davis is going to be on that panel. Richard Silver, um, you know, Sherry Chris is going to be facilitating and moderating it. And I began my career um, under Sherry Chris's direction when she was the CEO and president of Royal Page Canada. So it's nice to see um, that this seasoned experienced, award winning top 1%, if not number one in in, in their collective brands are on that panel, sharing stories of when they started, but also what they've had to do to evolve, to stay in the game and compete and remain number one. In their collective brands,
1: and, and I look forward to listening to them. And I'm sure that's what they all have in common. Okay, they managed to rise up in a in a different era, in a different generation, but they keep going because they keep evolving.
2: Exactly, and, and that's
1: and that's the key. And you know, we're certainly trying to do that in our office. and David, I know, is trying to do that in his office. And that's why, at someone at my age, saying, I'm not quite at that 65 plus yet, so I'm not in that category yet. I'm still under that one. But but that's why I'm excited about all this, to, to be doing a podcast, to be, you know, to be at the Buzz Conference, doing that, and then also speaking, because we're we're also doing a session, a on seminar prex. session on, on, mm-hmm. on prex, uh, which is fun to do too. But it's good for someone of my vintage, and I like the way you use you know the terms uh, you know, experience and other terms instead of just saying old guy or old gals, experienced seasoned veterans but yeah. we have to evolve we have to learn the next thing we have to see what the younger generation is doing and how we can relate to them and be ready for them both internally in our own businesses and and with client contacts we have to relate to our own staff by getting being up to date on technology and and like you said they don't they, they don't like picking up the phone and having a phone conversation they want to do it all you know by yeah. text and email and other communication right
2: right I agree. I mean, you know, my, my husband is, is he's very traditional that way. If, if he calls an office and asks you to call him back, he expects a call back, not a text asking you <laughs> what you want. Right. And he's like, what, what is this? I, I called them to, I, te- I, I called their office for him to call me, but he's texting me back. I said, well, just reply by text. I don't want a text <laughs> or docu right? That's, That's something that every single agent has has had to learn over the last two years is how to use digital signatures Mm -hmm. to put a real estate deal together. And although seemed very complicated at the beginning, um, it's become quite simplified over time. But let me tell you, who doesn't miss sitting at the table with a seller negotiating the true art of negotiation where is it it's gone there is no negotiation yeah it's it's something that will it come back to the table now that the country is opening up I don't know I mean open houses have started again but those times when you actually sat with a seller and felt their emotion when you know talking about price and inclusions and them knowing that oh, the day's finally come that we're going to be selling our home. yeah, you know, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. You know, we don't get to experience that anymore because it's all done from the palm of our hand. And sometimes this can be a great thing for us, but I think it's taken away so much
1: more. There, there's something about eye contact mm. that really has a, an effect in a negotiation. You know, right. Seeing someone's face, seeing their mannerisms and all that is different than just dealing with something on paper or through electronic means. So I agree with you. And I think those of us that have done that first have an right. advantage over the, over the younger generation that, that's never experienced that.
2: Right. Okay, And they have
1: to find a different way to find out what, what the bottom line is from the
0: other side. It's a different yes. way of negotiating.
2: Yes. So-
0: you can't hide. That's the thing you can't hide when you're doing a digital offer, you know, you can put your phone down, you can go to the bathroom, you can think about it right when you're when you're in front of that table, you can't hide, you know, you're, 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 and if, if you don't do this in a regular basis like I always encourage my agents to talk to the sellers right. Don't talk to the realtor when you're at the offer presentation table. He's done this hundreds of times. He knows how to control his reactions. He knows how to control diction, his tone, uh, his facial reactions. He knows how to control his hands. Right? The sellers don't. This is a new experience for them. Use it. Ask probing questions. Look at the reactions. Did they twitch? Did they look down? Did they look up? Are they turning red? Are they looking away? Are they hesitating? Are they stu- stu- stuttering, right? Like these are all tail signs, whether you're on the right track or not. And they're impossible to do virtually. Like it, it's, you know, it, it's much, much harder to get the same information virtually right. than it is when you're in the room with them. Right. I agree.
1: Yeah. I, maybe before we continue, because I, I love this discussion about, about the emerging trends and how we're, how we're dealing with it. But I, Right. I did mention earlier, I sort of stopped you when you were giving a bit of your description and want a little more about you, Virginia, and, and your history and how you go from, you know, being an agent and being involved, you know, on that side of it to now running the buzz conference. Like, like, how does that happen?
2: Yeah. You know, it just, it's just, like I said, it's something that has evolved over, over time. Um, as mentioned earlier, you know, when I was with Remax, uh, I used to, you um, You know, they had me flying all over the world, whether it was Portugal, Spain, Italy, Malta, Germany, Vienna, like you name it. They were flying me to, you know, teach realtors how to do real estate right. Um, You know, REMAX has built a great brand in Europe, but the business foundations weren't really there. So I developed this 90 day challenge for them. Um, that was kind of like a, a, a foundation for them to begin their their processes, but you know during that time we've always done events, um, we, we would do you know small events at the Mississauga Living Arts Center, when I was with a, another brokerage in Mississauga we would host uh, uh, social media events. Uh, but, it, you know, the buzz just kind of took off in, in 2020. And during COVID, during our virtual events, that's when we've set a foundation of over 19,000, if not over 20,000 uh, registered attendees for our virtual events that we've had. But our live events have always been a great attraction um, for people. And again, always at the Mississauga Living Arts Center um, and, you know, always catering to whether you're a realtor, a team leader, association, brokerage, uh, a real estate board, it's it's really opened up to everyone. It's just kind of something that started and then it just has grown over time. Um, it's, you know, I never, you know, came out and said, oh, I think I'm going to do a real estate conference. It was, it started bringing people together. Richard Silver started one of the first uh, rebar camps uh, 10 years ago. And, um, you know, I think that's where I, First, got my passion too because we used to go to real estate events um, in the United States and they used to host these small um, conferences called Rebar Camp and basically you would go in a room and I remember attending one of my first sessions in New York and Tom Labour was there and I thought oh this can't be so bad Tom's in my office let's let's hear what this is about and they were talking about LinkedIn. Well, I had no clue what LinkedIn was. This is 10, 11 years ago, right? But there was only five or six of us in the room talking about LinkedIn. This was a conference, and people had coffee, and it was very loungy. And then I thought, okay, let's go to the next session. Somebody was talking about Facebook. I'm like, what is Facebook? This, this is all new to me. So it was Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, email, database. It was more of a technology or you know new social media strategies that were coming out but that's when i first started to really fall in love with conferences and the networking and the smaller groups of you know sharing of information um we were all invited to share in in those conversations so we started to bring them here to canada richard brought the the rebar camp to um the, the the evergreen brickworks in toronto and I brought it to the Mississauga Living Arts Centre, and they were always around 500 to 600 attendees. I think if I had this event at a larger venue, we could have two to 3,000, but Mississauga Living Arts Centre is, is where it's at today, and we'll have over 1,000 attendees. So it's just something that has evolved over time. But the Rebar Camp experience is about people sharing and engaging with each other, right? The Buzz Conference now has evolved to a full-blown conference space where we have a main speaker and, um, and attendees in a room. But you never know, the attendees may be involved in a Q&A session at the end of the speaker's session. So we, we still try to keep the engagement factor there. Um, but again, the conference is just an evolution. We don't have a conference led by realtors in Canada We have the ARIA event, which I can't wait. That's coming up in November 22nd and 23rd at the Beansfield Centre. So big shout out to Tim Hudak and Lou Favaro and Natasha and everybody at ARIA. And, you know, I found out a couple of weeks ago that John D, Michelle and Trev are hosting their Realtor Quest in 2023. So events are coming back. And Realtors... um, to you know, in order to um, you know up their game or get back involved on the and in the pulse of what the industry is offering, they need to attend these events. This is where you're going to build your networks. This is where you're going to learn, and this is where you're going to be able to engage and share and build your confidence in being you know those lead, those new leaders that our industry is you know so seeking right now. Uh, I, our industry is changing. I see so many young entrepreneurs, young realtors, who have used the power of social media to build their businesses instantly. David, it's taken me—it took me almost twenty years to, you know, to become recognized in my community because we were—we had the newspaper, we had the real estate book, we didn't have social media or, or websites, or we didn't even have Realtor.ca when I first started. Right? This new generation has so much that they are using to build their brands and their businesses quicker. So by attending the Buzz Conference and any event that our associations put out is only gonna help them now create bigger networks, real networks with real people that they can finally meet from inside a screen or from the palm of their hands, they can now meet these people live. And I'm telling you, there is no greater thrill than networking with your peers. I don't care what anybody says. I've been to hundreds of conferences all over the world, and there is no greater thrill than attending one live. So I'm hoping everybody's going to attend the buzz conference.
1: Sure, it'll be well attended. Are you involved with with the ARIA one or or Realtor Quest? Are you directly involved in any way? No,
2: no, no. I'm just, I'm an attendee. And, um, you know, I love having the support of, uh, of Tim Hudak and his leadership team. They are a A sponsor, um, a platinum, no, they are a diamond sponsor of the Buzz Conference. Tim is going to be opening up our event. So we're really excited to have Tim Hudak there. Um, You know, you guys are our silver sponsor, um, Sutton Group Summit and, and Corman's Law. So we're just really fortunate to have the top leading people part of our conference. That gives us credibility. You give us credibility. Your sessions give you credibility, and then what you offer to the realtors and the attendees that they can put into their toolbox, that gives them the credibility when they are serving their communities and their clients. So it's all intertwined, isn't it?
0: Definitely. We can't do this
2: by ourselves. We have to, our, our slogan for the event is together we are better.
0: Virginia, but, you know, Virginia
1: uh, part of this, sorry, David, part of this is the way you come across when you're dealing with this. Like it's your enthusiasm for the, for the industry as a whole is contagious and it gets everybody else excited about something like the Buzz Conference, because we know how hard you work behind the scenes to get really good speakers there and top industry leaders and, and varied leaders, you know, different parts of the support system for the overall real estate industry. And I think everybody is excited to attend it and it all starts with your enthusiasm and excitement because I think you really have a passion for this. You really enjoy doing this. Like you're not, not, I don't imagine like this is work to you. It seems like you just enjoy this. I
2: just, I just have so much fun. You know, nothing gives me great pleasure than speaking with people every day. I speak with anywhere from, I don't know, 20 to 30 people a day on the telephone or on zoom. I love learning and, and hearing stories. Um, whether you are a top producer or a new realtor, like I have a panel for new industry leaders over the last two years. They were actually really stunned that I invited them to speak on a panel. Why not? We wanna hear how you started, why you started and what you're doing to start, right? We need to give credit to everyone. I don't care if you're a CEO, a president, a vice president or a brand new realtor. I believe we all have something to contribute. I've always believed that. And, um, you know, that's one thing that that I think drives me to 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 do this conference. Um, you know, and, and a great example is speaking, you know, I, I speak with Jonathan um, Cohen often on on the telephone. And again, like you mentioned earlier, uh, David, we don't always talk about um, real estate. Sometimes we talk about law. He gives me some great advice, free. I don't have to pay for it, which is great. I'm only kidding. Sometimes we talk about a shoe collection. Recently we spoke about, you know, family and health and wellness and mental health. We speak about, you know, our kids and our pets. This is what keeps us grounded and humble in our industry. And I just have a great appreciation for people who constantly put themselves out there. Um, and share their passion uh, about the businesses that they're in, whether it's I'm a lawyer, I'm a prop tech developer, I'm a broker owner, you know, David, like yourself, I just learned that you're creating this awesome, um, you know, um, um, a real estate designation for the investor agent. These are things that drive me and when I don't share this information with realtors across Canada, I'm leaving money on the table for you guys. Realtors need to stay educated on, and on the pulse of what's offered to them to help them build their brands and their businesses. If they say they're entrepreneurs, they need to know what's available. Who are the leading teams? Who are the leading brokerages? Who are the leading prop tech developers? What's the leading app? Who, who's the lawyer I can trust? Who's you know the home inspector that I can use? Who's the designer? Who's the stager? We just bring all of these people to the forefront of conversations. Realtors have to learn to... Um, to listen and not to say, okay, I'm just going to pay for this and I'm just going to build my business. No, the realtors still have to put in the work, right? We have Jess Lenoval, who's the founder and CEO of listings lab. They're, they're our title sponsor for the event. I want to give her a shout out. Um, you know, she's got a platform that you can sign up for, for listing leads. You can sign up for it, but if you're not going to put in the work, to get those leads, if you're not gonna pay attention to the program and to the processes that are required to help you build your business, then you know what? You shouldn't have your real estate license. Cause being a realtor involves a lot of work. Trust me, I'm licensed for over 25 years. It's a lot of work. And you have to put in the work. And for people that say, oh, I don't door, I'm not door not- Oh, I didn't, door, I didn't get any leads because it didn't work for me. Well, what didn't work for you? Well, I tried door knocking or I sent out a flyer. How many times did you do it? I, I only did it once and it didn't give me any results. Are you kidding me? You have to hit a consumer minimum 12, 15 times before they recognize you as being the authority in your industry. And that could be for any profession. You can't do something you can't have a real estate license and do something once and think that people are going to come to you to be the trusted authority for their real estate transaction. Real estate, we have been given such a privilege to help consumers, families, young and old, whether they're seniors, you know, single families, growing families, to help them in their dream of home ownership. And now with what's happening in our industry we need to become the trusted advisor. So, anything that we put out there, whether it's on social media, on print marketing, in a video, you better make sure that you come out across as being the leader in your community. It's, are we getting off topic here? Because it sounds like not at all. I think hey, we're, I was, there's I was, no such
1: thing. I know, talk, right? This <laughs> talk.
2: Anyways, big shout out to Jess uh, Lenovo. I love her. I love the listings lab. They're going to be there. Uh, they're also our lunch sponsor, so I can't wait to see her and meet meet her live. She's very passionate about teaching. and these are the people that we want to share at the buzz conference. We have so, so many people attending.
0: Yeah, we, we had Jess Lenoval in our brokerage doing a webinar uh, nice a few ago, and uh, it was it was phenomenal. She did a great job. A lot of Fantastic. our real have already been working with her. Uh, but it, she was very, very well received. So I'm looking forward to the keynote. And, and we're actually looking forward to having her on the David and David uh, on real estate podcast. I, fantastic.
2: I think fantastic. Yeah, it's
0: something that We're looking forward to as well.
2: Yeah. I also wanted to bring up something else. You know, when we were first organizing, um, I was asking a, a few key people, who would you like to see as, you know, some of our keynotes. So Jess is one of our keynotes. She's going to be talking about uh, More Money, Less Hustle, which is the title of her book. Um, but, you know, people were recommending, oh, you should get this person or that person, and they're all from the United States, and they're all celebrity-style speakers all over social media. Over the last two years, we've seen and heard very difficult um, situations that have happened around the world, whether it's, um, you know, Black Lives Matter or the, Her- the, uh, the Me Too movement, uh, the Indigenous uh, situation uh, across Canada. A lot of us have been sharing on social media during those times, whether it's a quote or, you know, a, a, an orange tile or a black tile, without understanding the true meaning to what's actually happening in our world. And I really wanted to put meaning to this event. So um, we're having and it came highly recommended by uh, Bill Matter, who's someone that I respect so much. He is the CEO of the London Real Estate um, Association, uh, the London St. Thomas uh, Association of Realtors, and he recommended a young gentleman, a young entrepreneur by the name of Kendall Netmaker. So he's one of our keynote speakers, and he's a young Indigenous entrepreneur who wrote a book, and it's called "Driven: The uh, Ultimate Resiliency Formula." As well as a keynote that he, um, uh, you know, often speaks of um, from poverty to podium, because he's a young gentleman who has experienced living on the reservations with his family and brothers and sisters. These are the kind of stories that we want to bring to the forefront of conversation, because I think they humanize our brand. I mean, have, you, have people been listening to the stories out there? Do they know what's actually going on? So let's bring these people to, sh- to talk about what they've experienced with home ownership, with living on reservations, with the news that's been coming up. Because I think as realtors, we owe ourselves that that much to truly learn and listen to those experiencing it rather than seeing it on social media in a, in a post or a, or a tile. So we are so looking forward to having Kendall Netmaker keynote um, in the morning sessions in Hammerson Hall. I wanted to share that with you because
0: that's I think fabulous. that has
2: more meaning than having a rah-rah. I'm from New York or LA um, at a absolutely. Canadian real estate conference.
0: Yeah, that's actually something I would look forward to. I, I'd love to attend the keynote and, and, and hear from him. But you're absolutely right. You know, a lot of these issues, these, you know, these issues that we've been discussing for such a long time um, you know, they, they ground you, right. They do. But, but in order for you to really be grounded, you really have to be in tune and actually understand the struggle that right? is real out there. And sometimes we live in our own bubble uh, as real, right. You know, as, as Canadians, you know, we, you know, David and I, we talked about this all the time. Like, I mean, I always do the family test, right. If you're raising a family in the world, where do you live? Like, where right. do you raise your family? If you could raise them anywhere, where do you go? And right. with the whole situation happening in, in Europe right now, right? You know, I, I think we're going to see a lot more people trying to make their way uh, into the GTA into Canada and, and and raise their family here. Right? I, it, I
2: agree. I agree with that. And it, and it will happen. You know, my my parents our our immigrants to to Canada from Italy, they came when they were teenagers. And when they look at the news, you know, I often go there every weekend. And when we watch the news, I see them in deep pain, because it's almost like they're reliving the horrors of what they experienced during the war, um, during the Great Depression, during, you know, the Spanish flu, there's, there's so much that they have not shared with us as children. And as we're as adults, we're realizing, now that wow this is what they've experienced but you know on, on 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 a note of people coming to canada you know we had a um, an immigration advisor uh on our on one of our um shows in last summer i believe it was who shared the three top uh, newcomers to canada and they were coming from um in uh, china india and nigeria but i heard on the news the other day that sure we we're going to start seeing an influx of, I think people coming in from the Ukraine or even from Russia. I think our population right now is they're looking at 413 or 411 thousand newcomers to Canada every year for the next five years. So will they change uh, the direction of where some of these newcomers are coming from because of what's happening uh, overseas between Russia and the Ukraine? Um, I think we're gonna we're gonna start seeing um, you know some. Uh, A new influx for sure being added to that pool.
1: I'm going to make a bold prediction. You know, I I agree that there will be this influx, but the majority of them are going to want to come eventually and settle in the GTA. Yeah. We already have a really big Russian community in the GTA, we have a really big Ukrainian community, very strong communities already. And that's just sort of the natural thing that when others are coming, they wanted they want to have some familiarity. And As much as they may want to become, you know, Canadians and adopt our Canadian values because it's a better life than where they're coming from in a lot of ways, they, they'll still be more comfortable being part of an already existing community. And it was no different when when my grandparents immigrated as well. Like at the time, uh, I know one one of my grandfathers came uh, from. Um, what's now belarus area it was part mm-hmm. of russia at the time
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: and uh when he came he was told well he wanted to come to toronto he only knew about toronto this is like back in the 1920s and um toronto montreal want to go in, the, in canada I said no you can't go there but we need people in edmonton right so you go in edmonton and herd cattle or something which
0: which right. he
1: did in his way of getting here and then he managed to bring a trainload of cattle to toronto he heard there was a train going to toronto and they needed someone to help with the cattle and that's how he ended up getting to toronto and then brought over the, the others of his family but even back then it was like the, the destination you're was right. toronto yeah you're Canada right my parents to landed toronto. in halifax yeah
2: in halifax, on the on the titanic style boat right like yeah and then they made their way to toronto you're absolutely 100 i agree with you
1: yeah and there's a big attraction for the gta dave and i talk about it all the time and that's why you know, everybody talks about the GTA real estate bubble, and it never completely bursts because there's always right. this demand of people, the wherever they are, they want to come here, and then the next generation doesn't move out; they want to stay in the GTA, and then where are they going to live, and what are they going to afford? Right, right. So uh, it's it's an interesting dynamic, but I think we're going to see that influx, and they're going to end up here somehow.
0: I agree with Virginia. You. I I agree with you. Like, I mean, we have to humanize you know all these issues that are happening and we have to be able to relate and really understand them Mm. and and not necessarily market to them but be in tune with them and if you can do that as a leader as a as a realtor you know as a person uh you're going to attract a lot of good into into your life
2: yeah and and then what we have to do too because of all these newcomers and these new nationalities and cultures is we also as a professional have to learn how to communicate and negotiate on their behalf so i always mention it at our events there's a great book called kiss bow and shake hands and it teaches it's it's a you know storytelling on how professionals entrepreneurs need to um, express themselves uh, when they're dealing with um, clients from international destinations It's so important that, you know, do you shake hands? What do you, what's the first word that comes out of your, out of your mouth? You know, do you, do you, do you bow? Do you curtsy? You know, what is it that you do? How do you negotiate? There's, I know, for example, somebody like my dad, who still barely speaks English, you know, he's very Italian, very traditional. He's got a specific way on how to negotiate a deal. It's like, if that's my price there is no coming in under that list price. Right. But that's often the same as any European because every European client I've had is similar to my dad. It's, you know, I remember, you know, listing a property for him and somebody came in under ask price and he's like, what, what was the list price again? Sign it back higher. Right. Because they feel offended if you are challenging them on value, not on price, but on value. And, um, it's, it's just an interesting book. I encourage everyone to read it. Kiss, bow, and shake hands.
1: So what would his opinion be on the strategy that so many agents use these days of, uh, of putting the list price way below the market value just to entice the multi-offers? Like that, that must drive him crazy and that generation crazy,
2: Yeah, you right? Because they grew
1: up based on like, like what's the real price? What's the real value? Like that's, right. that should be the starting point as opposed to what's going on in the industry these days.
2: You know, David, I, I think you said something really key earlier. Um, you know, what's driving prices right now is is this new buyer that's coming into into Canada. There's not enough housing. I think it was Canada stated in the news there they 1.5 million homes to supply to the growing number the, to the growing need of of potential homeowners. And are builders building that fast? I, I don't see it. I, I just don't see it. But People are pricing properties right now. In Oakville, I'm sorry, there's townhouses here that sold pre-COVID for $600. they are selling for $1.4, $1.5 million right now. I don't get it. Those people are selling thinking, wow, I just struck a gold mine. I, I just won a lottery because that's what they're doing. They're making a million dollars on their homes. But now they've got to go and buy a detached house. And those detached houses, which were 1.5 pre-COVID, are now 2.5, right? So you got to be really careful. And I remember in the late 80s, early 90s, my dad's an avid investor, retired when he was 35. But I remember in the late 80s, early 90s, I remember he said, "Can I need you to translate. You need to come into the kitchen. I got the bank coming over today. And he gave me three keys. And he said, you got to ask them which one they want. Because what ha- what's going to happen and i'm only predicting this is let's say the mortgage rates increase and we see a slight change those people that sold high and bought even higher what's going to happen if they're on a variable what's going to happen if that interest rate changes and all of, all of a sudden their mortgage payments increase even by 100 dollars 300 dollars 500 dollars the thing is we don't know where the rates are going so we can't it's as a realtor we can't even assume to know what's going to happen but that's all that worries me right now is what's going to happen to property values once interest rates shift will people still to be will people still be able to afford the prices that they've paid for in these homes and again A price right now is what a willing buyer and a willing seller is willing to agree on. That's what market value is right now. Not a price that a realtor is putting on a listing. That's what I see. And I could be wrong.
0: But we're already starting to see a shift. You know, we're already starting to see the market adjust. We're already starting to see pockets and communities adjust. We're already starting to see, um, you know, listing agents actually having conversations, you know, and asking for the offer, which is very different than uh, the market that we've seen in the last two years. And, you know, I I think even Virginia, when you mentioned the whole uh, DocuSign, and not sitting at the table uh, negotiating offers. I think some of that was also attributed to the type of market that we, we've seen in the last two years, right? Yeah. Sellers were basically saying, hey, if you want my house, this is it. Thank you and goodbye. The end of the negotiation process, right? Because that's the position that they were put in. No inventory and and they really controlled the conversation. And as the market shifts, you know, we're going to see realtors having to work a lot harder and having to work way more together to put the deal together and the art of the deal, negotiating and sitting in front. And, you know, you talk to your buyers, I'll talk to my buyers, you get them to come down 5,000, I'll get my buyers to go up for 5,000 and having all those conversations and reigniting, um, you know, the art of the deal is going to, you know, be a lot more commonplace, I think in a market that is a lot less uh, biased towards the sellers.
2: Yeah, I just, I'm sorry, Wayne, you know, Wayne competed last night, seven offers on a condo that was probably purchased for about 350 and any, any given market would have been worth about 450. It's a two bedroom, one bathroom. And you know, seven offers later, he lost and and he went in under under 750.
0: Two bedroom one bath. Did he really lose? Well,
2: I think his clients won by not winning the offer. <laughs> <laughs> right?
1: Come yeah. on. I'll tell you something what? else, I I can guarantee the offers that came in, it's on a condo and they were unconditional offers, not conditional bond reviewing a status certificate and there may have been seven different lawyers. Involved that had to review a status certificate in advance of them putting in those offers and only one is successful and the other six not only did they lose on the offer and they got to go buy something else but they also, you know, got a bill to pay their, their lawyers for reviewing a status certificate when they couldn't uh, couldn't get that unit. Right. So you know, there's a lot of factors in this market, and, and I think everybody's sort of looking forward to there being more supply and getting back to the art of negotiation. I don't, I
2: don't see it. I don't see it. All I know is that when you have a willing buyer and a willing seller that agree on a price, that's market value. Period.
1: Yep but the offers these days, like they're not even, the agents aren't even negotiating conditions, like, like, you know, no inspection, no status review, no condition on financing. You got to get all that done in advance and then, you know, and then a clean offer. So all they're really talking about is price, the amount of the deposit and the closing
0: date.
2: Right. Exactly. You're right. You're right about that.
0: Uh, Very, uh, very interesting environment that we've had to, uh, endure for the last two years. And and I think, uh, you know, it's gonna change, it's gonna shift, it's gonna evolve. And and I think that's the beauty of our industry. Um, And I think that's, you know, that's exactly why the Buzz Conference is so monumentally important is because, you know, it brings all those industry leaders and the people who wanna make a difference under one roof where and these the, and
2: the discussions and the and discussions, discussions right yeah, and the discussions are are really are really really important
0: um yeah, yeah. So and, sure. and, you know yeah. everybody so this- gets to collaborate and and work together and and learn and and you know we we really understand what's happening out there and uh we draw on each other's experience which is which is really important i think the whole industry uh, including consumers, really benefit from, from, from that collaboration as well.
2: You know, I had a consumer panel at one of my uh, conferences at the Living Arts Centre. It was moderated by Nelson Goulart, who is the um, broker-owner of Better Homes and Gardens. He's a dear friend and a, a great mentor of mine. He had a consumer panel, and it was jammed. It was in the RBC Theatre. And the consumers were answering questions from the audience And actually realtors were actually getting upset because the consumer was letting the realtors know areas that they can improve on. And, and, you know, we, we, we want to be better represented. I think if that session were to go on, on the 31st, I think there would be a war because I'm not sure if the consumer is being represented well, that's just my personal opinion right now. I, I feel, I feel strongly that you know, um, uh, realtors are in a challenging position when it comes to determining a, a, a final price between a buyer and a seller. But to communicate these things, there's more buyers losing than there are winning. If there's seven, you know, he, Wayne was also on another offer with 41 offers, only one person won. So who, where are those 40 other families going? There's not enough inventory that's coming on the market. I remember, and you'll remember this too, David um, Gorski, is I remember sometimes it used to take me, ooh, sometimes 200 days to sell a house. You know, three months, two months, seven months, one year. I had a listing, you know, over a year it took me to sell. Put that house on the market today, it's gone with 30 offers. I can guarantee it, right? Wayne and I often talk about this. But this is our industry right now. And is there something wrong with it? I don't think so. I think that's just how real estate is right now. Will it change? Not as long as we keep bringing newcomers to Canada, there's going to be a strong need for residential real estate. One, er- one area that I think is going to improve and increase over the next um, you know, two to three years, because there's not enough property Uh, to supply even for investors, I think commercial real estate is going to become very popular in in the coming years because the prices have come down for commercial um, and to rent those properties out now that the country is opening up and people are out and the, the passport and the COVID and the vaccination and maybe the mask, I think you're going to start to see a lot more entrepreneurs come out and say, hey, time for me to open up that business that I couldn't open during the last two years during lockdown. I need to go out and look for commercial space. So commercial space, I think is going to make a big, big comeback. That's my prediction.
0: I was actually really surprised that more commercial landlords were not fire selling their properties at the beginning of COVID. Yeah. I remember there was a gentleman that used to run along, I think college or, or King street, one or the other, or queen street. And like, he used to run the same route, like every day, every day for the last 10 years. And he made an Instagram post where he posted that he runs in like a one kilometer section. And I think there were like 97 empty spaces for lease. Yeah. Something ridiculous. And that it that number has like gone up by like tenfold in the last you know two months because of COVID. And I thought to myself, wow, you know, these commercial landlords, they're gonna start fire selling these properties. Yeah. Except I was dead wrong. I couldn't have been more wrong than than ever. And, you yeah. know, real estate investing is a long-term play. And to me, that was a clear sign that every single investor not only believes in the long-term viability of a real estate market, mm-hmm. but if anything, you know, quadruple down on that strategy. Yeah. Because for us not to see any of those commercial places list for sale in those times was the most ridiculous thing that, you know, I, I thought we're going to experience in, in the industry. But people just believe in the long term str- play, safety and security of our real estate period.
2: Real estate is long term. I, I agree. And, you know, I, I even look at you know, downtown Oakville or, you know, I have one son that lives at Bathurst in Eglinton. And another son that lives at, you know, Queen and Spadina and I'm down there often. So driving down these streets, I see all these stores that are vacant empty, but I have this feeling in the next quarter, the next two quarters, I think they're going to be filled up again. I really do.
1: Yeah. I do a lot of leasing work and it's pretty active right now. Commercial leasing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. See, And,
1: and the commercial clients that I deal with, like generally, like you say, their basic strategy is to buy improve, lease up and hold, not to mm-hmm. not to sell. But I've got a couple of clients that, that have sold properties recently just because the offers were too good to refuse. Like there was one property, I think they've owned it for about four or five years. They paid three point something million for it. And then we just recently completed the sale and it was over 13 million. Wow. So they, you know, now they put some money into it. They improved, they leased it up. They did a great job leasing, you know, and I did all the leasing work on it. But it was like they couldn't they couldn't pass it up. But you know, mm. what they did with the money, and everybody took some money out of it, but they immediately bought two other properties mm. and you know, to use that money to buy the next two properties and do the same thing. They're gonna, you know, improve it physically, lease it up, and and with the intention to hold. So, right. you know, there's some activity both ways, but but they're not having problems leasing it up right now. And they haven't in the last year or so, even during COVID. They've been finding commercial tenants to go in, you know, certain industries got, you know, got wiped out and got hit hard, but there's others that are still thriving and they're getting them leased up and the values are there. So it's great strategy for anybody.
2: I agree.
1: And still the same buy and hold buy, improve, and then hold.
2: I agree. Yeah. My dad used to own um, import credit used to right now in Oakville, they're building these live work. Where you can serve customers and have your business below, and then you live up top. So my dad used to own like strips of these old live works, and I always thought they were just so wow. Like you can have a business down and live upstairs, but very small. But that's that's how my dad became a a, a real estate investor. But I see people doing it here now. In Oakville, these live works in Oakville commercial and residential space are selling for they originally through mad they were about 750. They're selling now in today's market for about for around 1.5 to 1.8. And I just I tell my dad these stories I'm like see you should have waited to sell those particular ones. It's like it's all it's 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 time right every time has a new price point. But you take that money, once you sell it, you take it, and like your friend did, David, is he invested in two more properties, right? Then he's probably going to sell those two, and then maybe he'll invest in four more properties. So timing is everything right now, but it really takes uh, confidence and that no fear attitude to say, I want to be a real estate investor. And I I think a lot more realtors right now are going to start looking at commercial space because the condominium market is booming too, right? I know a lot of realtors who are heavily invested themselves personally in uh, in condominiums, but I see a few of them that I've spoken to have mentioned that, yeah, I bought a commercial space. I'm going to start renting it out to a local business. Let anybody, you know, you know that you know I've got this address available. So I, I see realtors now even jumping on the commercial um, bandwagon.
0: Yeah. And and you know what, that's an important trend for us to really keep an eye on. Um, When I first took over Sutton Summit Realty, we had a realtor here that's been with the brokerage for for a really long time. And, you know, he's in his 80s and he's still selling real estate. And he's not selling real estate because he loves selling real estate. It's one of those situations where he has to keep selling real estate to keep paying his bills. You know, this is a big issue in our industry because realtors are self-employed entrepreneurs, right? right? And you know, part of the reason um, you know I got involved with InAgent is because I really want to encourage my realtors to not only help their clients build wealth by investing in real estate, but I want them to build wealth and and to create you know that retirement plan for themselves, Um, you know, not only their clients. Uh, by investing in real estate. Um, and I think that's
2: so important. Those were never discussions 30 years ago in any brokerage. And I think any brokerage that has a um, a conversation piece for their realtors to learn how to become investor realtors, I think that's something that will help them to build equity for the future. You know, Debbie Kosick is a great example. She does pre-construction at Intuition Realty. And her team, they have a pool of realtors where they invest and buy, con- you know, condominiums. Um, any any brokerage that helps their realtors build equity is the brokerage of the future. That's, that's something that if you don't do it, you're going to leave money on the table.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, so also I, I a great segue
1: into uh, mentioning what we're going to be speaking about at Buzz, too, because we're doing... Um, I'm very excited that we're doing this actual live seminar on professional corporations for real estate agents that's now a vehicle that helps a real estate agent get ahead and, and have some certain tax advantages. And we're going to discuss the pros and the cons and how it's not for every agent, but that's part of the discussion we're going to have. And David and I are doing that together with uh, with Jonathan Hakon and, uh, and Brett Starkman, who's a, a chartered accountant, fabulous accountant, so we'll get his his tax opinion on that as well, and that's one of the, the tools that agents can now use to help them create that wealth and have better tax advantage to their to their profession, which is as a as a realtor and how to use that and leverage that.
2: Yeah, I think the prek is for realtors to truly understand it. I want them all to go, you know, to that session. If I would have known David that, you know, I just learned of in agent. Um, recently over the last week and if I would have known that I would have had that session because I believe that is the designation that every single realtor is going to want and need. That in-agent designation for the investor realtor is very important. So if you've got that designation, if you've got the PREC and if you've got the experience and the database, oh wow, isn't real estate going to be a great place to be?
0: It becomes easy. Like the whole, uh, the whole idea of an agent is how to prospect and lead gen in a completely different way, right? Like I have so many realtors coming to my office, brand new realtors. And the first question they ask me is, do we provide leads? Right. And I say, to them, yeah, okay. You want me to, to give you a meal? I said, great. Let me give you a meal (laughs) today. You're going to knock on my door tomorrow. You're going to ask me for another meal. I'm going to give you a meal to again tomorrow, but. If as a brokerage, if I teach you how to fish, you will never be hungry ever again in your life. Now, what sounds more appealing? And as soon as I tell them that, you know, that example, they never bring it up again. A light bulb goes on and they get it. And, and, And real estate is amazing. Real estate is a great business. When you help other people, it becomes easy right? And that's what in-agent is all about. It's about prospecting and it's about having different level of conversations with everybody around you.
2: But I believe that designations also allow the consumer to look at us in a totally different way. It's like, you know, the senior's designation, the accredited buyer's designation, the seller designation, the luxury marketing designation. Now we've got an investor designation. Barry Lebo has the, um, the senior designation that I took. And I absolutely loved that course and continue to love it. Um, but, you know, you know, where do leads come from? You know, I, I always tell people there's a door. Open it and go outside. The, that's where the leads are. There's, they're not going to be here in the computer screen. You have to go out. And, and, and create those opportunities for yourself. And I always find there's a little bit of fear factor with people. It's like, oh my gosh, I got to go talk to people. And now after two years of being indoors, and now everything's going to open up Canada wide, oh my gosh, I got to go outside now. Oh my gosh, I got to buy a ticket to the bus conference. Oh my gosh, I got to talk to people. Yeah, you do. Because you're the one who has your license to become a real estate agent. So go talk to people, go build trust, go build relationships, go ask questions, go hear stories, go, go out the door.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Our top performers are seldom in the office. I mean, you know, yeah. they, they, they call us, you know, we were in touch with them constantly, but we don't see them in the office, right? Because they're out there. They're, they're talking to their clients, right? They're, you know, shaking hands and kissing babies and, and, and forging relationships.
2: I love that. I love that. I had a great conversation with David Greenspan the other day. Um, Actually it was all through DM. So I have to, you know, give credit to our, to these, these mobile devices, but there was some conversations going on in, um, in a Facebook group. And I'm, I rarely go to Facebook anymore. And I deleted myself off of, you know, many Facebook groups because I just found them to be too noisy but you know, he, he, we had a conversation of a conversation. And we also, after reading that conversation, we believe that the top 1% agents, the top 1% agents are doing business. The other 99% agents are complaining about the business. And that's the only difference. You've got the complainers and you've got the top 1%. And when I look at the speakers that we have at the Buzz Conference, they are the ones who don't complain. They just, the difference is they do the work. They do the work. They build their business. They build relationships. They're out there. Um, That's the difference. And I don't care what anybody says is people who are complaining are the ones who aren't doing the business.
1: And they got to stay off
2: Facebook. They got to stay off Facebook
1: there's a lot of part-time agents still in the industry and think they can do this on the side or supplement wherever their job is. And they'll have their designation just when they get, you know, family or friends or something like that, but they're not the successful agents. You know, you run out of family and friends pretty fast for deals. And uh, what, what the top right. agents all have in common is, is they outwork everybody. It's no That's different than in most other outwork. industries. Yeah. Right they, they out hustle everybody and they're looking for the edge and they're looking for the next technology. And it's, it's, you know, and, and that's across most industries, you know, you know, the top players in the NHL are the guys that, that practice the hardest, you know, Connor McDavid right. and Austin Matthews, like they're working on their skating and their shots more than anybody. And, you know, and the top basketball players are taking more free throws than every, than everybody else in practice, you know, like yes. they all work hard. That's the common denominator.
2: And you also have to look at uh, uh, another quote from a a dear friend and our co-host of the buzz conference, Melissa Salazar, you know, who's in your square, right? Who's in your square? Whoever's in your square has to be equally a contributor to the industry. Your lawyer, your mentor, your coach, your lead gen, you know, platform, your apps, your, your team members, your broker, your whoever who's in your square doing the work, because you feed off of each other. Right. And if you're going to just spend the day engaging in garbage, then you're going to you're that's your business, your business isn't going to be great. Your business is just going to be drama. And real estate we did as realtors, we did such an amazing job over the last two years, telling the community how much we care about them, We got involved in philanthropy initiatives, in corporate responsibility. We were giving, we volunteered at the soup kitchen. We, you know, we bought food. We helped with, you know, young moms and, and young dads. And we did things in the community. We delivered to, to people in our community. We created a great space for our industry. We showed our communities, we care. We can't afford to mess that up right now. We we need to be that trusted realtor and advisor, but we also need people to know that we are still those trusted community um, supporters um, in 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 anything from sports recreation, um, you know, supporting local businesses, whatever it may be. Our job is really hard as a realtor. You know, we all we continuously have to put ourselves out there, so we have to do it right. I, another girl I said I speak with people every day I spoke with Cheryl Easton yesterday she's a realtor and a philanthropist out from Bancroft and her quote um, was credibility creates my income
0: wow right?
2: credibility creates my income mm-hmm. so I have to make sure that I am never bitter I always have to be better And I just love talking to people every day because those are the things that inspire me um, and make me believe that, okay, we're on the right path. These are the people that we want in our square, right? Credibility, that's the new ROI, I think.
1: And that's the importance (laughs) of of attending a buzz conference because it gives everybody that inspiration, take it to the next level. Here's the latest, the greatest, here's the trends. And we all have to be on top of it. And and we're only two weeks away from this fabulous event. And and then what, Virginia? a lot of pressure. (laughs) What's the next one? Is the the next one already being planned?
2: We have a few things that we're working on right now. And we're being, you know, kind of like petitioned for different locations Canada-wide. We've also been invited to do a buzz um, in Europe. So we're looking at a few different things. But for sure, we think we're going to put luxury prop tech and fall residential all in one to have a our first three-day event because planning this one-day event was very difficult uh, especially postponing it and the reason why we only did it as a one-day event is because of COVID we didn't want so many people every single day but I think by the end of the year we'll be we'll be okay we'll be good to go but we so will have it another, will be
1: another event in the fall. It
2: will be a fall event.
1: Yes. Yeah. Amazing. Fabulous.
0: You heard it here first.
2: You heard it here first <laughs> on the David and David show.
0: We got exclusive. On David and David on real estate. <laughs> yeah. But, but Virginia, that, that word professionalism, you know, mm-hmm. I, you know, I compare realtors to doctors, right? Mm-hmm. I compare realtors to lawyers. I mean, what's, What's said in our industry is the educational component is really lacking, right? The, the designation component. Because I think in order to become a realtor, it should be like a one-year university course or a two-year university course and a mentorship aspect to it. Like I want to raise the bar in the industry and I want realtors to become more educated, and and mm-hmm. and to increase that professionalism in the industry, right? I think we need to. I think it's always the few that ruin it for for the majority. But
2: no, we're not going to talk about them. We're not going to talk about the ruin. We're not talking about them. <laughs>
0: but but you know, I love this industry, and I want to see realtors keep raising the bar, keep investing themselves. It, it's an amazing industry where it keeps evolving. Uh, it keeps changing. You know, you have to keep pushing yourself and keep learning. Like I've been in this industry, you know, my whole life practically, and I'm still learning every day. And, you know, know. David, we, we talk about that all the time on our podcast. Mm-hmm. right?
2: I agree. We have and I put them in touch with you, too, uh, David. We have NIIT Uh, which is if if you love Netflix and if you're always on Netflix scrolling and with your converter, you're going to love NIIT. So they're, they're kind of like the Netflix of real estate. It is a platform that they will be launching at the buzz conference. that that gives us great pleasure to be doing that. And what they're, what they're going to be, what they're going to be showcasing, not to give away too much is they've got um, a platform for realtors called XL X -S S E L. So, and that's all I'm gonna say right now, but it will be a way for realtors to become more educated and informed. And again, when you're educated and informed, you are more professional, you are more ethical. You know, you, you, you just you have, a, you have a different representation in the industry and people who are educated and informed with designations and higher education, they articulate themselves much better with the consumer. And that's how you build trust and credibility. So I encourage everyone, if they haven't done it over the last two years when there was a lot of time to be doing so, is take a course, take a designation, learn something new, find a mentor. These are the people that help you build a more profitable and professional real estate business. I was so fortunate. Loretta Finney was my greatest mentors, Loretta and Ron. They gave me my first chances. And those, I'll always remember how hard they worked. I've never seen harder working couple in my life in real estate. Um, right. So you know, it's it's always um, it's always interesting when we when we think about that word professionalism. It it's how you articulate your value, and if you're still speaking the same way as you spoke when you took your course thirty years ago, then you're not. You're not in tune with 2022 and the future. You've got to have more. You've got to offer more. You know why? Because the consumer expects it. The the consumer is actually as educated as we are because they've got this thing called Google. And they can find any information they want from the palm of their hands. So how as realtors are we supposed to differentiate ourselves as being the authorities in this ever-changing real estate industry? Right.
1: No, professionalism is key in every industry. Like, you know, would either of you want to go to a, a lawyer to close your real estate transaction, if they just work part time,
2: right. You know, or you gotcha. want to go to someone
1: that's doing it full time and all the time and has professional staff. So, you know, I look at it that way too. And, and your industry, like it's important and you have to stay on top of the latest and the greatest and the new trends and what's, what's coming next and take advantage of, of content that's out there for free, you know, like David's brokerage and and others, they're, they're constantly offering, you know, webinars, and then we'll do back to live seminars and things get recorded. And if you miss it, there's still a chance to see it. And they, and all the agents should be taking advantage of those things. Yeah. And, and lawyers too, it's the same thing in my industry. I hate dealing with a lawyer. That's not on top of things or trying to practice like he did 20 years ago. Doesn't, doesn't help me do my job. So, you know, agents, there's so much out there that, content that's available and then how can you not go to something like the buzz conference like like really it's a it's a no-brainer you want to you've got to be attending these type of things yeah. and i'm not doing this just to, to plug it it's, it's no it's important. okay keep
2: plugging keep plugging <laughs> away
1: but i attend the same type <laughs> of things in my business too and you know right. and i would be at the i'm going to be at the buzz anyways even if i wasn't speaking or we weren't doing a live podcast i'd still be there and i'm going to be at realtor quest because it's important for us to know what's going on in the industry. But I also tend all kinds of lawyer education, you know, seminars and webinars too, because I got to find out, you know, and share our thoughts with other lawyers and see what the next is. And that's all that speaks to public. our professionalism.
2: And you know what? It's your responsibility to do so. Just like it's our responsibility exactly. to do so as well. Right. I'm and what I love it. about, you know, brokerages, uh, you know, David mentioned, uh, you know, a couple of uh, events that he had at Sutton Group is, Brokerages also have a duty of care for their realtors and their brokerages. If you know what your realtors want, and some brokerages stopped communicating with with their agents over the last two years, but others that stayed on the pulse, they know what their realtors want. So they create these Zoom calls, complimentary part of the brokerage, featuring speakers and trainers and teachers and designations and lawyers and Whoever, whoever needs the help, know they can always go there. But if you don't provide it, you're doing a big disservice to your to your brokerage. So it's nice to see that you're doing that at Sutton Group, David. I think it's really important that you ask your realtors each and every one send an email out. Listen, this is what we're looking at doing uh, for the remainder of 2022. What are some of the topics you believe can be of interest to helping you build? A more profitable and professional real estate business let us know your thoughts and we're going to create an agenda for you for complementary training right because i i think we owe that to to our real estate agents we can't just rely on the education they got at humber college or at aria years ago when aria used to do education right um and that's where NIT is coming in they're, they're going to, they're, that's the type of education they're going to be offering too. So that's why I put them in touch with you, David.
0: Yeah, no, I, I already connected with Alexander. I, I can't wait to actually have that meeting yeah. and hear awesome. what they're all about. And uh, not to get into too many details here, because we, we want everybody to attend and see them at the buzz conference, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to connecting with them.
2: Yeah. Awesome.
0: Well, Virginia, one
1: thing, one thing you, we talk about all the time when we do these podcasts uh, David and I is, is leadership. And we, and both of us try and be leaders and mentors in our own part of the, of the real estate industry. And that's important. And, and that's what we we hope that people, I hope other lawyers watch. David hopes other broke owner brokers watch in addition, in addition to real estate agents, yeah. but having you on is, is another key component of that. Like, I don't know who else is, you know, that we could point to that's, that's more of a leader in industry or more at their pulse on what's, going on than you and you managed to put this together in something like a buzz conference to share this and bring everybody together to share these ideas and the next technology and where the trends are going so thank you so much for My pleasure. You know, for your efforts and, and your enthusiasm because it's certainly infectious thank and I'm you. so glad that we that we've now gotten involved in this and uh and for the foreseeable future I think it's just great and it's going to help raise the whole industry to the next level. So thank Thank you, Virginia.
2: Thank you so much. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. And I am so looking forward to seeing both of you guys live in person on the 31st. Uh, It's going to be a really big treat. And uh, you know, I think everybody's looking forward to that live element as well.
2: I think so too. I should go find a red carpet and we'll do a red carpet entry and we want everybody to come early. So I'm not sure when you're going to be posting this podcast, but The networking starts at 7.30 in the morning. We've got coffee and muffins, um, compliments from CREA, the Canadian Real Estate Association. Sharon von Schoenberg from CREA Global is actually going to be there. And they're our morning sponsor. So we hope that you will all join in a really great, great day.
1: Amazing. Looking forward to it it live. And and Virginia, I think you've convinced me not only... When I see you, I'm gonna bow. I'm gonna shake hands, and, and there might even be a kiss hug bow there. and shake hands. Let's just do it there all. might be a hug there too, if that's appropriate, uh, because it'd be so nice to be at a live event with everyone. David gets the same thing. I love it. Well, I was gonna ask you about the next
0: David. I love it. We'll Looking see you guys there,
2: and everybody can visit um, the Bus Conference on Instagram. And also the buzzconference.com for the website. But if you visit the Instagram page and you click on the first link, you can get your tickets. They're still available.
0: Amazing. But they're selling out fast. So don't wait. It yes. is right around the corner. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> See you guys soon. See ya. So much.
2: Have a great day, guys. Be safe.